Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture Roundup, a podcast where we round up the latest news and talk about all things pop culture. I'm your host, Andrew, joined by my other host, Casey. What's going on? And our special guest appearance, Jonah. Hello. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. So starting out first, uh, this past week we got a second trailer for the Jungle Cruise. This is of course based off of the popular Disney ride of the same name. And um, what do you guys think? Uh, I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, go ahead. You good? No, sorry, you good. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just gonna say I'm. Um... I'm really hyped for it. Uh, I haven't seen the second trailer. Uh, well, I have now, but yeah, I'm really hyped for it. I think it looks good. Yeah, yeah. I I just recently saw it, and I've never been actually on the Jungle Cruise before, but from what it seems like, it just seems like they're kind of milking it as much as possible to make, you know, a story out of it. But I mean, it's cool. It's with you know the rock and emily blunt you can't really go wrong with those two so i agree uh the jungle cruise is one of my most favorite rides so when i heard they were making a movie i was like okay okay i'm here for it and then i saw the trailers um i think it'll be good but i kind of think it'll maybe miss the point of the uh ride the ride is based on the idea that um, it's uh, like a tour of like you're going up. I want to say like the Nile or something like that. You're going up a river and the idea is that your captain is not a reputable person. You know, they're, they're showing you wonders of the world, like the backside of a waterfall and stuff like that. It's, it's comedic and it's supposed to be funny and this movie is kind of going for more action and i think that's okay for the fact that there needs to be a plot but i feel like it's kind of maybe missing the core of the ride Mm. so it's more of like the the ride is more of like the captain just like not knowing his stuff and showing you like the wrong side of things like the backside of a waterfall or like i don't know well not ex- so so the joke is that you you pass in front of a waterfall and it's like here's the eighth wonder of the world this waterfall and then the track takes you behind it and he's like okay folks here's the ninth wonder of the world the backside of water oh okay that's okay. kind of the joke and the the idea is that basically the captain is kind of a stand-up comedian doing like observational comedy of the tour um there's there's a whole bunch of jokes that just if you ride this ride you will 100% be laughing you'll laugh at something at least one thing because what they got is like gold it's not improv the uh the the 
captains they they can't just say whatever it's all scripted and whatnot it's very you know disney does disney and they aren't gonna like let someone do their own thing but like the stuff they have is hilarious um and so i was when i heard of a jungle cruise movie i was hoping for more of a comedy instead of an action movie but you know there there seems to be comedy in the movie uh maybe just not as much as i was hoping yeah yeah did anyone the actual else? right not good oh i was just gonna say because the actual the actual ride seems more like you know elevators am i right but the movie is all like we have 48 hours <laughs> or else we're gonna die and i'm like okay that's intense all right mm-hmm. yeah it's i i feel like they don't want this comparison but it really kind of gives off a jumanji vibe yep because they got they got like those those dead people with snakes and whatnot and i'm like okay well that's not even a part of the ride that's that's jumanji stuff right there i i don't know what's going on here yeah uh, what were you gonna say casey i was gonna say exactly what you said got major jumanji <laughs> vibes uh okay well, i was sorry for stealing your thunder <laughs> um but regardless of how i think it will stack up to the ride i think this movie will be enjoyable i mean as you guys said it's the rock and emily blunt what is there not to love yeah probably the story it could probably be the <laughs> yeah. story it's probably the plot and yeah. the cinematography and mm-hmm. the graphics and the acting and no i'm just kidding uh, yeah and the white <laughs> stacks up to the ride <laughs> basically i i don't think this is gonna be another pirates of the caribbean situation yeah which i and mean you... even even then you could argue that after the first one they didn't even know what they were doing yeah first one was kind of a fluke yeah yeah and i I feel like with parts of the caribbean at least like they didn't actually really flop until after the third one i would say because that once you get past that it's like oh okay yeah no they Mm -hmm. they really didn't have a plan but there was the first one is definitely like in a tier of its own and then i would say two and three are kind of just a little bit below that yeah and then four i thought four was exponentially worse than five i thought five was at least somewhat watchable but and not to go off on a like a tangent here but i i i think because i i rewatched the series last year and i think i pinpointed why the first one works so well and all the other ones just kind of don't seem to grasp it and i realized this in like the the third or fourth movie because there, there's a line uh jack sparrow does another whimsical escape where you know it, that probably shouldn't have worked but it did and one of the british captains is like do you think he plans that out or do you think it's just luck and at that point that's when i realized i know why these sequels kind of just don't work as well as the first one because in the first one jack jack sparrow he's a drunk and he's he's not exactly cognizant of his surroundings but you know you know that he has a plan to get out of everything he's he's double crossing he's backstabbing he has a plan to get out of everything Hmm. um and then in all the other ones it's just like oh yeah he kind of just does a flip and 
just gets out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes and I, it works, but... Yeah. I think what worked so well about the first one, too, is, like... Um, uh, you know they're coming at it with the same approach as jungle cruise like they're they're not making a movie and then making a ride out of it they're taking the ride and making a movie out of it but what pirates of the caribbean did so well is they they actually stuck really like really closely and really like they would add subtle easter eggs and stuff like that um to the ride and they used the ride as actual like good source material to make like actually a pretty decent story that if you got off the ride at Pirates of the Caribbean, you wouldn't be like, how do they make a movie out of that? You know, like, or how do they get, how do they make, um, what am I trying to say? Trying to like, like make a story out of all of it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Basically like they, they didn't, they didn't go too far off the track for uh from the ride at least but yeah yeah because i mean if you you know you you ride pirates of the caribbean and you know they got that banging song in there a pirate's life for me but between all that there's there's a story you know jack sparrow is a pirate he's being hunted down by everyone and he wants treasure and he's going through this town that's under attack by pirates and at the end he gets the treasure yo ho a pirate's life for me and so that was the basis jack sparrow wants treasure boom there's your story yeah and everything else was built around that but jungle cruise doesn't have a story it's just kind of there um i just i don't know how else to explain it it is one of my most favorite rides i love going on it every time i'm at disney it's a fun ride um but I think that we'll just have to see for this movie. I'm inter- at this point. I've said it before. I'll say it again. At this point, I've we've been so deprived of movies that I'll kind of just go and watch anything at this point. Yeah. Just to go sit in a movie theater. Yeah. Uh, any closing thoughts on it, or we're good to move on? Uh, yeah, I think we're good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, just today, as in day of recording, uh, it was announced that Seth Rogen is helming a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle reboot <laughs> set to debut in 2023. Um, are you guys Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans? Uh, I was growing up, so I'll probably be at the theater. Yeah, I'd I'd say so. I mean, like, I don't know. Michael Bay's version of it kind of ruined it for me. But it, I mean, even that version had its moments of kind of kind of cool action sequences and stuff like that. So yeah, like the uh, avalanche scene when they're all falling down the mountain—that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Personally, yeah. I I can't say I've ever really been a fan of the turtles. I mean, I get I get their thing and I, I get what they're about, but I just it was never something that really 
that I really hooked my claws into. You know, kind of like uh, Power Rangers. I knew of them and I knew what they were mm. about, but it's like, eh, it was it wasn't for me. Yeah, I could see that. I wasn't like I never really watched any of the Power Rangers either, but everybody was like always getting super hyped over it. Right. Um, and I'm kind of the same with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Like, I think. I don't know. I think I'm more on board with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles than Power Rangers, but I I definitely um, am not as, like, invested in them as most other people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely not as into them now as I was when I was, like, eight or nine, but I'll probably still go see the movie just because it was a, such a big part of my childhood growing up. Yeah, for sure. What, what I'm interested to see is what Seth Rogen has to bring to the table. Because yeah. when, when I think Seth Rogen, aside from his his laugh, the only thing I can really think of is like stoner comedies. You know, your, yeah. your Pineapple Expresses, your, uh, your Pineapple Expresses. And um, I think it'll just be interesting to see him take this on. Because, I mean, I think kind of the most action-oriented Seth Rogen film I can really think of off the top of my head is um, uh, The Interview. Oh, yeah. Or Green Hornet. Oh, okay, yeah. that Okay, that's a better example because that's a a comic book property like the Turtles. Yeah. So, yeah. I completely forgot about Green Hornet. That was a a fever dream of a movie. exactly you guys uh, one of those other movies that is like the the fever dream is like remember speed racer that live action oh movie God. right yes. <laughs> oh yes. my gosh yeah that's such a fever dream movie for I'm me pretty sure those two movies either came out in the same year or were within a year of each other yeah and even the they're like the way like the way they were presented had a similar kind of feel to it it was a weird mm-hmm like almost uh uh is it sin city the black and white comic book yeah yeah that's sin city yeah it had like that kind of feel to it it was really weird but it's good we don't have a lot of details on this reboot but just you know taking guesses do you guys think this is going to be live action or animated i'm willing to bet live action yeah the way oh go ahead casey sorry no i'm thinking i wasn't about to say anything Um, (laughs) that's my bad no you're good um yeah the way i i was reading up on a article or not an article but just a post and they said it was something like uh it was it was the first cg animated nickelodeon film produced under something or other so i don't know like the way they said cg animated which is like it's either cgi live action or animated Mm -hmm. uh and i didn't i didn't understand it but um i wouldn't be surprised if it was like an like a like an animated film like the early 2000s version um that came out um but i i totally agree with you uh, about the uh like i don't really it's it's all basically like stoner comedy with seth rogan like i'm yeah. kind of i'm half expecting like leonardo to be smack smoking like a fat do- doobie for the rest of the movie hmm. i i just don't 
I don't know. Like I'm I'm excited because I think he has the potential to do something really awesome uh, in the comic book realm. But at the same time, I'm kind of like weary of like, what if this is just another Pineapple Express? It'd be kind of right. funny if it was like a sausage party uh, oh. deal. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not like opposed to the general idea of like a more like adult version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like uh, the the Sco- the live action Scooby Doo movies. Mm. Those were written by James Gunn, and those mm. were originally supposed to be rated R. Yeah, I would love to see those movies. Yeah. Like, I cannot stress enough how much I want to see those movies. Um, so, I mean, I think it would be interesting to maybe take the Turtles in that direction. But I think much like with Scooby-Doo, it would really kind of rub fans the wrong way. I think people would like really mm-hmm. be like, mm, we're not okay with this. And yeah. I, looking in from the outside, would be like, I'm, I'm kind of here for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think especially after the Michael Bay versions of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I feel like true fans are looking for like as close to their childhood version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as they possibly can get in a film. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even think about that. So I'm. I'm guessing that yeah, this reboot is going to be probably going to attempt to stick truer to like the original vision because. Yeah. Um. Uh, people were not the biggest fans of the Michael Bay movies. I never saw them. I was just kind of whatever to the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I can, I can see how Michael Bay getting his hands on a childhood property, you know, like he did with the Transformers, would be like, yeah, hmm, not okay with this. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, any any additional thoughts on this? I'm just, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited yeah. to see what comes of it, but that's that's basically all I got. Well, moving on. Did you guys see? Uh, we got a few. We got a few gameplay trailers for Far Cry Six and Dying Light Two. Did you guys see either of them? I saw the Far Cry Six one. Okay. Well, I guess we'll hop right into that one then. Um, I cannot wait for Far Cry 6. This game looks great. Um, the last two Far Cry games, mainline Far Cry games being 4 and 5, played it really seriously, I want to say. Like, they kind of, they did some goofy stuff, but it was like, it was a real like stark contrast between like you know you'd be in like the the like a story cutscene it'd be like it'd be like really intense, and and then you get into the gameplay and it's like yeah I'm just gonna use this chainsaw gun and just <laughs> shoot blades at people and it's like there's a kind of a real disconnect, mm-hmm. uh, but it seems like in this they're really leaning into it. I mean you can have an alligator in like a friggin' sports jacket helping you out. Are you serious? Yep. <laughs> Pretty oh much. Gosh. You you can have and this is might be the best thing in Far Cry ever. 
a small, paralyzed uh, dash hound as a companion. Oh my god. This That's dude a... got a little wheelchair and everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I am here for it i yeah. cannot wait that's that's gonna be the go-to companion I don't, I don't care if he like does like minimal damage or is just like a really not a great companion in general don't care it yeah. is a paralyzed dash hound that is freaking amazing so of course he's gonna be my go-to companion it's like the buddy cop film i've always wanted to see but never knew about it until just now exactly <laughs> Uh, a few other things to note. Um, the character uh, is going to have, like, there's, like, different kinds of backpacks that you can wear that do different things. So there's, like, a flamethrower. There's one with a bunch of different mortar launchers. There's one that looks like a freaking Ghostbusters uh, proton pack or whatever. Mm. Not sure what that does. And then there's, like, a jetpack kind of one that like boosts you into the air just a few feet and does like a fire AOE attack that looks neat mm. um this is Far Cry's first uh female voice protagonist but not the first female protagonist uh cuz in Far Cry 5 you could choose to be male or female mm. but it didn't really matter because no one ever identified you. They always just called you deputy regardless. So it's like, didn't really make a difference. But so this is the first voiced female uh, Far Cry protagonist. Um, it takes place in Central America. And the villain is Giancarlo Esposito. Hmm. Uh, that dude has been killing it with villains recently. Like, I wouldn't say Breaking Bad is exactly recent anymore, but I mean, there's that, there's Mandalorian, there's just so much, and this dude is just a great villain. Hmm. Uh, Casey, anything else to add? Uh, not really. I've never really been a big fan of the far cry games but the trailer for far cry 6 has me pretty hyped gotcha uh for those of you who don't know but are interested far cry 6 releases on october 7th of this year um so pre-order or get it day of or wait a little bit doesn't matter uh just that's the release date I know personally, either I'm going to be pre-ordering this or I'm going to be getting it day one because I'm excited for this game. So, moving on to Dying Light 2. Did either, did either of you guys see uh, this gameplay trailer? I did not. I didn't either. Okay, well, I'll keep it brief. Um, basically, same thing as last time different city it's been 15 years since the zombie outbreak um a few new things we saw uh there are different types of zombies who that have mutated over the course of the years uh you're gonna get a parachute this time around seems interesting um especially considering that it looks like 
we're getting like more like skyscraper type gameplay. So I'm here for it. Um, the they keep boasting that your choices in the story have like consequences and and will change the shape of the map and whatnot. So that's interesting. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's just more dying light, and I'm excited. Uh, there was one thing that kind of had me concerned, and it's mostly because I just don't really like this mechanic in video games. Um, at the end, they kind of, like, teased that your character can become a zombie, and that it oh. not being a good thing, and that you need to get the the drug that stops that, like, like Antizin or whatever they call it in this, and... I just don't really like that. I don't like having a ticking clock to find a a, mm. a, a resource because they did this in Dying Light too, where uh, your character's daughter is infected and you need to periodically get more of the drug to stop the infection, or else she becomes a zombie and it's on a time limit. And it's like, eh. I I just wasn't really a fan of that. Did you mean The Last of Us Two, or was it? No, 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 uh, no. Um, Dead Rising Two. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Yeah, The Last of Us Two was great. None of that. Yeah. Um. So was The Last of Us One, but everyone already knows that. Yeah. Um. But that's. Pretty much the gist of it, this game releases December 7th of this year, which is pretty good because between this gameplay and the last gameplay we got was an entire year. They had to wait an entire year for this. Lots of uncertainty. Um, the devs said that um, they kind of announced the game too early. And truth be told, at this point, I am okay with giving game developers as much time as they need because I played Cyberpunk <laughs> and at this point, I don't care how long games take just so long as they're good because that game took like eight years and it sucks. So, you know, Dying Light 2 dev team, take as long as you need because this is a game I'm actually really excited for. Okay. Uh, one last piece of video game news. Or kind of two, actually. Uh, earlier this week, the Unreal Engine 5 released for beta testing. Um, have you guys seen anything from the Unreal Engine 5? Uh, no. Is... So is the Unreal Engine, is that just a way of processing, like, uh, graphics for games? Or what What exactly is that? Because obviously you see it everywhere, but what is it actually for? So various different studios use different um, video game engines to build and run their video games. Rockstar has their own engine. Uh, uh, Epic has their engine, which is the Unreal Engine. DICE uses the Frost Engine and stuff, or Frostbite Engine. And so a bunch of different studios use different uh, uh, engines for making their games. So that's what the Unreal Engine 5 is. And currently we've been on Unreal Engine 4 for the last, like, 
however long. Um, and lots of games have been produced using that engine and, you know, have not being a developer, so I have no, like, insight on that side of it. But as a consumer, uh, I really like the Unreal Engine 4, and just seeing the videos of the Unreal Engine 5, just... Wow. Hmm. It looks like real life. And <laughs> so cool. I, I know that's kind of, like... It feels like every few years you get a new game where it's like, wow, these graphics are insane. It's like real life. And they've this has been happening since, like, you know, like the 90s when 3D gaming first started. It's like, wow, look at these graphics. And you look at them now and it's like, well, that looks terrible. Yeah. The, the, look at the, like, early 3D Tomb Raider. Like, wow, this is real life, guys. <laughs> and you look at it now and you're like, wow. <laughs> What is this? Yeah. This is this is nothing. This is terrible. This looks terrible. It's like Mario's actually in my room. <laughs> I I can't wait to to see the day where we can look back on like Red Dead Redemption Two and be like, man, those are some freaking terrible graphics. Yeah, those suck. Um, but yeah, so the Unreal Engine Five is now in open beta, so it can be used by developers. And, you know, get feedback and whatnot. And so that's pretty interesting. Um, we don't know for sure what games are going to be getting produced with this right now. But rumor has it that Bioshock 4 might end up be using Unreal Engine 5. And if so, yes. <laughs> yes to all of that. Because... Bioshock is one of my favorite video game franchises ever. And the Unreal Engine 5 looks amazing. So put them together and what do you get? Hopefully something really good. Hmm. Um, but of course, uh, anything using the Unreal Engine 5 is definitely going to be a few years off. Um... But this has been in development for some time. It kind of, it kind of, I want to say it started development around the same time that the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X started being created because it's really being pushed on those consoles, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and it looks amazing. So I'm, I'm just really excited for what next gen can do. I mean, already. Um, you know, Casey, I know you have a PS5. Uh, Jonah, do you have one? Man, I wish. I, I, I'm <laughs> so I'm still on that PS4 game. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, tr- trust me. PS5 gang is gonna is where it's at. You you don't even know, man. Yeah, I know. I was wanted to play the Spider-Man Miles Morales on the PS5 because I was looking at the graphics on that, and man, like they definitely stepped up their game on PS from PS4. Yeah, bro. If if you if you haven't already, do not play Miles Morales on the PS4. It was built for the 5. You need to play it on the 5. Yeah, it's too late for me, but... Oh, no! Because no. <laughs> I... Just, like, one specific moment where, like, I know for a fact that just the PS5 could do it, but the PS4 couldn't, was... And they showed this in one of the trailers. It's where you have to go and help one of the bodega owners to get his cat back. Oh, yeah. You're in this factory. And then you 
you web zip through a tube out into yeah. the open city on five that happens instantaneously it, it loads the city in the snap of a finger and like having played spider-man on the ps4 i just know that that would have been like at least like a maybe 20 second load time uh, just mm, i cannot stress how much the ps5 load times are amazing yeah yeah I agree. yeah i was pl- yeah and i was playing that scene on uh on the ps4 but i'd already watched the gameplay of it so i knew how it was supposed to go um i just didn't realize at at the time that it was for, specifically for the ps5 and not for the ps4 so i i web zip out of there right and then i'm like it just fades to black and i'm waiting there for like a good 30 seconds i'm like oh okay okay yeah no oh. this is Ooh. yeah <laughs> but i i saw like a what i saw them do like load up spider-man miles morales on a uh, playstation 5 that took like five seconds and i was like what kind of crack is this on because i want instant yeah yes and just like and that's that's early ps5 that is that is day one ps5 yeah so I'm excited to see what PS5 games are going to look like 10 years from now. Like, because... Um, like, Grand Theft Auto V. That came out on PS3, but it was on PS4 like a year or two later. So that's, that's early PS4 stuff. Hmm. And the difference between that game and Red Dead Redemption 2 is staggering. Hmm. So not only am I excited for what's coming in the in the in the coming like like uh, like recent years like in the next like three to four years, I'm excited for what's down the line. Eight to ten years from now, I'm excited mm. for those games, whatever they are, because those games are going to look insane. Yeah. Um. Can you oh, imagine? Oh, oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, can you imagine if they do another Uncharted game with all this new next-gen stuff? Because, like, Uncharted 4 was already, like, prime graphics. If Like, just the way they did it was so beautiful. And if they did an Uncharted 5 on the PS5, I would, I think, like, that would absolutely destroy everything that's already been created for the PS5. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's, that's why, like, I'm... Like I okay, so I've only just started playing Horizon Zero Dawn earlier this week, and first of all, I'm hooked. If you haven't played that game, play it. It's amazing, but the graphics in it are amazing. I'm playing it on a PS5, and the graphics are amazing, mm. but they're amazing for the PS4 because I'm playing the PS4 version because there's no PS5 update, so I'm playing this at 30 frames a second at 1080p how it was on the playstation 4 there's no like graphics update and the game looks stunning right now so i haven't seen the gameplay for horizon forbidden west but i can already tell that this is going to be either another pre-order or a day one pickup for me because Mm. i need to play that game um also the lore of horizon uh, of horizon zero dawn had me on the edge of my seat like 
yeah, yesterday I, I was playing. I was like, yeah, I'll hop on for like a few hours. But then I like ended up getting like, I started like uncovering the truth of the past. I ended up playing for eight hours straight. Oh, dang. Really? It's that, that good? That's a, mm, yes. I, it, when, when you're playing, listen to all the audio logs. Listen to them. You don't have to read the, 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 the text logs because I haven't. Uh, but the ones I have have been interesting. But like the audio logs, you need to listen to those because those, those are freaking like the lore of this world, like be hitting different. I swear. <laughs> so if you could give like a brief synopsis of what what the plot is, what what is it? What is the, like the very basics of of the, the Horizon Zero Dawn like storyline? So. You you play as this girl named Aloy, and she is an outcast from the tribe that she's a part of. Um, and so she grows up being an outcast, but she doesn't know who her mother is. No one will tell her who her mother is. Um, and so, uh, eventually she grows up and she she has a way to figure out who her mother is, or at least get put on the right track um and so that that's her story but but the world this is taking place thousands of years from now from now and the world is overrun by machines and these machines look like animals so there's there's you know you got like horses and rams and and alligators and birds and a freaking t-rex they're all robots and, um, like, so they just, they just inhabit the world and the humans of the world hunt them, not necessarily for like any like resources necessarily, though there isn't a component to that, but because, uh, 15 years or so prior to when the game starts, uh, they started becoming more hostile. Mm. Instead, before that, they were a little bit more like benevolent and whatnot. So no one really knows why, but you you do end up figuring out, figuring out why. Um, but towards the end of the game, once you figure out number one why the previous society collapsed, why there are all these robots now, and what is going on, once you figure all that out, just I'm trying to think. Um, trying to think of like, okay, uh, did you guys ever see Ender's Game? Yeah. 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 So you know how like the whole time you're thinking like it's one thing, like it's just a game and whatnot. And then boom, at the end, they're like, nah, you just literally genocided an entire alien civilization. You guys know how you felt after that reveal? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of how I feel like during all the reveals. Oh, dang horizon zero dawn it is such a great game yeah um but yeah that's i was a little bit of a a, a a tangent for the fact that i think we're all really excited for what the unreal engine 5 and what just overall what video games are going to be able to do now yeah a hundred percent all right 
So, you guys, you guys ready to talk about the big news? The big one. Yes, sir. The the, the, the big news. Let's let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> Let's pull out your two pages of notes real quick. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> um, three hours ago, there was a live stream for the opening ceremony of Avengers Campus at Disneyland. And we got loads of information. So let, let's, just, let's just go right through this right now because this is going to take a minute. Um, first of all, what are you guys' general impressions of the land? Because I'm hyped for this. I cannot wait to go see this in person. Oh yeah, for sure. If that live stream did not get you hyped for this, then I do not know what will. Exactly. Um, but, okay... So let's just uh, let's let's get right into these notes. So first, it seems like there's only going to be one ride in Avengers Campus, uh, which is fine. It's a smaller area. It's uh, Avengers Campus is replacing um, a Bugs Land, um, which you know if you've seen a Bugs Life, it's basically that you're like a bug in the world. Neat area did not get a little a lot of traffic it would definitely skewed towards smaller kids you know there was like a small ferris wheel and i like some bumper cars or whatever and it's like yeah that's neat but eh so it wasn't getting a lot of traffic so they were like all right out with the old in with the new and so the one ride we're getting uh i didn't catch the name but you have to help Peter Parker uh, stop an invasion of spider bots because he built a replication program into them. So they just keep making copies of themselves. So you have to help him stop this. And uh, I assume you guys have ridden uh, Toy Story Mania at California Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's that it's three D, and you're basically just going through and you're and you're shooting out these spider bots, but what's different about this is it appears as though the way you do that is not by using any like gun or whatever that's built into the ride or whatever. It's by doing the iconic Spider-Man web sling hand like gesture. <laughs> By doing that over and over and over again to shoot out webs with your own hands. Like, you aren't wearing any gloves or whatnot. Dang. I thought, that's, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, though, I can just, like, already foresee, like, little children just, like, not being able to do it and, like, getting really <laughs> angry that it's like, why aren't these webs shooting? And it's like, get good, kid. I don't oh well <laughs> you haven't been practicing like <laughs> i have <laughs> i've been waiting for this moment for too long i i can only imagine everybody who's on that ride and like doing the spider-man like thwip like uh hand motion like they have to be doing the sound effects with their mouth at the same time 
there's no other way. You can't you can't do it. You know, just I uh, like it. <laughs> yeah, like uh, in uh, Spider Verse when they're 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 swinging through the uh, the uh, forest and uh, Peter B. Parker is like flip and release. Yeah, flip and release. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, uh, what I generally get from this is that. Avengers Campus is more of like an experience than like a bunch of rides because obviously there's only the one ride. Mm. And to highlight this, uh, have you guys been to Galaxy's Edge? Not yet. Alright, so at Galaxy's Edge, you know, there there's like stormtroopers roaming around, there's like resistance spies hiding around, Ray will walk around, and Kylo Ren will come through with like a first order stormtrooper detail and whatnot, and they'll they'll in like interrogate people and whatnot. It's all very interactive and, and interesting. And so they're kind of doing the same thing here. Like Avengers Campus is supposed to be like just, you know, where the Avengers go and just chill. So the heroes are just walking around. Like you you see like in the live stream that Captain Marvel is just strolling through Avengers Campus, you know, Ant Man and Wasp are there and whatnot. Um so they're they're out and about and in the Avengers HQ, which is like the main building there, the one with the Quinjet, um, there will be battles that occur on the uh, walkway. So like the one they showed was uh, Black Panther and Black Widow fighting Taskmaster. Ooh. So that should be pretty neat. Uh, you'll see uh, Spider-Man uh, like hanging from a web, like upside down, you know, like, like Tobey Maguire style. And he'll he'll be crawling up walls and and uh, at some points he'll he'll do a swing that is quote eighty five feet in the air. Jeez. Um, the video, the live stream, I feel didn't really do that justice just based off the medium, but I'm sure it'll be a sight to see in real life. Um, because like he swings up there and then just it lets go and just falls. Uh, of course, this isn't being done with a real person. Um, Jonah, you mentioned it earlier, but a year or two ago, they were showing off uh, the like a robot that would get flung in the air and do like an iconic like Spider-Man pose and then would fall to the ground. That's what they're using there. So yeah, yeah, but I was impressed too, like. I saw the that specific clip where he does the flip, and I agree, like, it doesn't really do it justice, but at the same time, like, it looks real. Like, it looks like there is an actual person doing the flip, mm-hmm. and if they are using that robot, that's super impressive that they're able to, like, replicate that robotically. That's super cool. Exactly. Um, which kind of makes me wonder how this is going to be used in the future, but... Mm. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. Um, so just a rundown of some of the shops and attractions. Um, there's the web suppliers. This is going to be like the main gift shop. Um, it's going to have like little spider bots that you can buy from the ride. And they're going to be web slingers. Um, I heard that it's possible the web slingers will interact with the ride themselves and change it. They didn't talk anything about that, so we'll have to see. But just keep that in the back of your mind. Um, but I mean, other than that, this, this is your standard gift shop. This is 
is gonna have your shirts, your your novelties, your your whatnots. So, uh, your, your pins, because um, Disney does pins. I don't do pins; those are really expensive. Mm. Says the guy who just spent five hundred dollars on two lightsabers, but that that's different. It's different. It's different, you know. Those like, lightsabers. Um. There are a few different uh, eateries around Avengers Campus. There are two shawarma carts. I think those are two to be expected. But what I was not expecting was Hank Pym's test kitchen. <laughs> this is going for that big, small aesthetic. You, like in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know, uh, the interior of the laboratory. Mm. Like, you know, like their power sources are giant... Uh, uh, d-cell batteries and mm. uh like legos are building it like they're, they're legos on the walls and whatnot and like they're using like paper clips and and uh amp uh dials and whatnot that mm. go up to 11 um so that's really interesting and um at the top like near the front they they have a, a like a conveyor belt of food that's hanging and like it goes in small, and then you see it go through like a quantum tunnel, and then you see it grow big in the quantum tunnel, and then it comes out the other side, all big and whatnot. So that that looks really cool. Um, there's you know, as one would expect, there's big and small food in uh, this uh, restaurant. Uh, what they showed off was there was a giant pretzel like this is supposed to be meant to be eaten by like a family of like three or five Dang. um there is a big chicken sandwich with like a small bun like think like a hamburger slider bun huh. Look, looks fun <laughs> looks like a pain to eat but looks fun <laughs> and then there's what they call the impossible spoonful it is a giant meatball with a really small fork. Um, like, it looks interesting. I think that one is kind of like the one that I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, the cup sizes seem to vary, like, uh, it... On the, they didn't point it, they didn't, like, draw attention to it, but on the table there was, like, a giant soda can think like a hmm, like you go to the movie theaters and you get a small cup size think like that big <laughs> could still fit like an entire baby in the cup but it's like mm -hmm, a small mm -hmm, yeah an american small is well exaggerated <laughs> um so yeah, that's Pim's Test Kitchen. Uh, I believe there was a news story that uh, came out like a week or two ago that said this place would be offering a $100 sandwich. Um, but it's supposed to feed like a freaking party of like 10 to 16. Dang. And I don't want to buy it, but I want to see it. I yeah. I want to see how big this sandwich is. This has got to be massive. Um, another thing we got is what they're calling the Ancient Sanctum. 
Um, it looks kind of like a destroyed uh, New York sanctum. Uh, but what happens there is an event where you go and gather and Doctor Strange enters through a portal. And like the, the whole experience, what they said was that you'll be, quote, looking for the sorcerer within you. We don't know exactly what that means, what this whole attraction is about. But I'm going to guess that since they didn't really show anything from it, that it's going to be really cool. So all the, all the Christian moms are like typing furiously right now. They're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> we already went through this with Harry Potter. We are not doing this again. Don't you make... Don't you make me cancel you, Disney. <laughs> I do not want to cancel my Disney Plus subscription. Brayden here just loves, just loves Doc McStuffins. I just can't cancel it. So please, do not bring witchcraft into my household. Uh, another one of the events is going to be a... Dora Milaje uh, live show where they will be training uh, people how to be a member of the Dora Milaje. Think of like uh, like you'd be in Tomorrowland and Darth Vader would come out and all the Jedi mm-hmm. and they'd, they'd give little children lightsabers and teach them how to be Jedi. Give them like the little Jedi robes and whatnot. Think like that but more for everyone. They said that uh, that each show is going to be unique and different because uh, Okoye is going to be doing um, like a Q&A kind of thing, like answering questions. Oh, I'm wow. curious to see how that'll work. Yeah. But, hey, I'm, I'm all for variety. Yeah. Some like tiny white kids like... Why are you bald? <laughs> it's like okay, hang on. No, we gotta uh, time out. That's. Uh, I mean, look, that's gonna be that's gonna be an answer. Like the like Disney, yeah, everything. That's yeah. gonna be an answer. They're gonna be like, well, it's tradition, and it, it's how it's you know it, it is what it is. You know, it's tradition. That's yeah. You know, um, and last but not least, we have the Avengers HQ. They said that they wanted this to the, this be like kind of the centerpiece and the quote iconic shot of Avengers Campus. So that makes perfect sense. Um, and I like that's that's gonna be everyone's picture. Be like, oh my gosh, I just went to Avengers Campus. Look, mm-hmm. here's the Quinjet. You're gonna you're gonna see that a million times from the people who've gone there. I. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna take that picture too, and I'm gonna post it. Yeah. I'm gonna flex. I'm gonna be like, yeah, I went to Avengers Campus. What'd you do? <laughs> well, you went there too. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. So, it, is there like is it just a uh, is it mainly there for like a like a just for pictures, or is there anything like that you can go and do inside of it? No, no, it's just for pictures. I gotcha. And um, oh no, go ahead. Uh, I was going to ask, too, earlier you said you were talking about how Doctor Strange came through a portal. Did they show, like, what that was going to look like? Yeah, so it's a little cheeky. Okay. It doesn't really, he doesn't really come through the portal. Uh, basically, uh, you stand in front of this door, and and 
the door opens and you see him and he, he acts like he's just coming out of the portal. Of course, uh, anyone over the age of 10 <laughs> knows yeah. what's going on. But you know what? Damn it. Use your imagination. Yeah. And They're then like... we see we see the doors start to close and he, he opens up the portal and then he looks back. The doors start to close. And I assume he jumps towards the portals right as the door closes. And, and again, anyone over the age of 10 knows what's going on. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Because you just kind of have to, like, just go with it. Yeah. They're, like, shaking, like, an orange hula hoop. And <laughs> it's like, oh, he just, oh, he just came through the port. Oh, hey, he just, hey, Dr. Stray, hey. Honestly, <laughs> I would not be at all surprised if they figured out a way just to, like, have him go through the portal. That's... I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I believe, like, um, like, Disneyland Hong Kong or Disneyland Paris has a beauty and the beast ride and at the end the beast this full animatronic beast starts floating up some sparkly stuff happens and then boom he turns into a human animatronic i have seen this video i kid you not 20 times i still cannot fathom how they did that like this is a full like 10 foot tall animatronic turning into a six foot tall person not a six foot tall animatronic made to look like a person no idea how they did it absolutely no idea the only explanation can be that the disney imagineers are actually magic yeah that's the only explanation i have right now (laughs) yeah i'm still looking at that uh lightsaber reveal they gave like two weeks ago Mm -hmm. and i'm still like i've watched that one like 20 times i'm like how 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 is this how how did they do that (laughs) yeah but you guys, you guys said that was only for when you stayed at their Star Wars themed resort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, from my understanding, is that you are given. I they haven't said anything about age restrictions. And I really hope there isn't because, <laughs> damn it, if I as a twenty plus year old go to that hotel and don't receive a lightsaber, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. Because. I I, I want a lightsaber. Yeah. I should have. Why should a stupid kid get a lightsaber before me? What are they going to exactly. do? Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, this is uh, ten and under. Okay, well, Johnny. Okay. Sh- I identify Johnny as nine years that- old. <laughs> yeah, I identify <laughs> as a ten-year-old. <laughs> it's like okay, well, uh, Johnny's uh, shoving that lightsaber right up his butt. So I'm not going to shove it up my butt. I just want to play. I just want to. I just want a lightsaber, please. Lightsaber, please, just give me a lightsaber. <laughs> and uh-huh. you were saying how they aren't selling it or are they eventually going to sell it or there's they... been there's been no word on that i think for right now it's just for the hotel and from what i've heard of the hotel i'm perfectly okay with that because the hotel is supposed to be like an immersive experience like it mm-hmm. isn't like oh you just put your bags in there and then you just you know go off to the parks no you're like actually supposed to do stuff in the hotel hmm. like there's i like there's cantinas i think and there's like you know there's there's star wars stuff to do in there it isn't it isn't just a hotel it's an experience i think that's really kind of what disney's been going for the last few years is not like attractions but experiences hmm. which i guess you could argue are the same thing but i don't care because they are kind of different yeah yeah disney's kind of stepped up their game like they a really lot have. you you guys said you hadn't been to galaxy's edge 
Not yet, no. Let me tell you, Smuggler's Run is alright. I'm waiting for them to give it the uh, Star Tours treatment and just have it like be randomized and have a bunch of different scenarios. Hmm. But Rise of the Resistance... Oof. I... Oh, I that's... don't even know. I don't even know what to say about it because, I just. Wow. Yeah. Um, first of all, being scolded by a first order officer in the line, amazing. <laughs> and then, like, twenty minutes later, getting off the right, and then getting scolded by Kylo Ren. <laughs> oof, oof, mm. I can't wait to go back. Yeah. But. Wow. That... That's the one yep. where you're going through the Starkiller base, right? You're going through a uh, First Order Star Destroyer, but... Uh-oh. Yeah. But yeah, like, Kylo Ren shows up. He's he's cutting and slashing things, and, like... I don't want to spoil it too much, but at one point, you're, you're locked in a room, like a First Order holding cell, and the side of the room just starts, like, getting cut open. Oh, dang. And... Just... I don't know how they did it. I was standing there. I saw that wall. There was no door there. And then, boom, there <laughs> was. And it's like, how? Yeah. Yeah, I saw I saw the scene where you're, uh, you're driving through and the ceilings are kind of lower. And then all of a sudden you see Kylo Ren's lightsaber like go through the ceiling and like come towards you. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, man, how did they do that? No idea. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I just, this is pretty great. Um, I have a list of all the heroes we've seen, we saw in this. I'm going to save one secret one for the end because they saved it for the end. And I was like, wow. Mm. Uh, but here we go. So the ones we've seen in the, in the, all the stuff is we have Captain America, Mm. Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Black Widow, Thor, Ant-Man, The Wasp, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, Loki, Taskmaster, uh, and Okoye, and other members of the Dora Milaje. Like, just, like, you know, general people. Mm. Um, and also, the Guardians of the Galaxy are there, but they've been there since Mission Breakout came out, so that isn't really new. Right. Uh, still cool. Not Such new. a fun ride. Oh my god. So much fun. I was, um, I went to Disneyland for my 18th birthday. I rode that ride so many times. Oh, yeah. No, I, I rode it until we had to leave. Like, I did not. I just stood in line the entire time. And, like, I, I was also there during Halloween, so I got to ride the Halloween variant of the ride. Cool. Eh. I mean, it's cool, but not missing too much by not writing it yeah um but yeah um but so that was all just like a bunch of like general news stuff and then after that it went into the actual like opening ceremony so i i'm i'm just gonna read my notes verbatim starting off opening ceremony was on kevin feige's birthday that's a neat detail (laughs) uh happy birthday to kevin feige not that he listens. <laughs> Unless he does. If you do, tell us, please. Yeah. Please. And let and please. Let us, please. 
and let us in on the next MCU like movies that are coming out. Yeah, mm-hmm. just I'll, I'll be an extra, like an extra extra. I will be so far in the background, you can't even point me out when watching. Yeah. Do that for Star Wars too, but that's um. Kevin Feige said that the Quinjet in Avengers Campus is, quote, the only Quinjet that is made to scale with no visual effects. Wait, are you serious? Serious. It's not like a... Because I thought they built like probably like a half-scale half Quinjet and just put it on top. I thought that too, but then at one point they show Brie Larson standing next to it and no, that... That's like a full-size Quinjet. Dang. And I mean, I shouldn't really be surprised because they built a freaking full-size Millennium Falcon That's in true. Galaxy's Edge. So I'm not I'm not entirely surprised, but it's like, hmm, neat. Yeah. Oh, also, side note, uh, this isn't really a big deal, but it did bother me because I've seen this movie a million times. But uh, Brie Larson said it was really cool to see the Quinjet because she was like, yeah, in Endgame, I carried that back to Earth. And I'm like, hmm. Um, I, I don't mean to be that guy, but <laughs> you carried the Benatar back to Earth. Oh, it wasn't. Oh, okay. So that's not the, like, it's like, that's not Milano 2 well, or cause, whatever. Because the Milano was destroyed in that's Guardians true. 2. And yeah. Rocket never got a chance to fix it. So I gotcha. They just got the Benatar. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Kevin Feige says the Avengers campus will continue to grow and evolve along with the MCU. So I can only Hmm. assume this means that more heroes and villains will be added as time goes on. Um, Paul Rudd comes up on stage and I wrote, Paul Rudd literally cannot help being funny. Also, (laughs) Paul Rudd is just Scott Lang. There is no difference. Um... He, he goes on and he's like, I, I invited a few people, but they couldn't be here. But they send videos of congratulations. So it runs through a bunch of people. And there's Scarlett Johansson, Zoe Saldana, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Brie Larson, uh, and some, uh, some other people. Um, I wrote down, quote, Mark Ruffalo's congrats felt insincere. I don't know. Maybe he's just bad at interviews. Hmm. <laughs> He's like, I never um, got my own solo movie, so I'm still <laughs> kind of pissed about that. Um, when they were doing a bunch of hero introductions, John Favreau walked out and like, "Hey, look, it's John Favreau." I wrote that down. <laughs> um, and then he and then he introduces the costume for Iron Man, and I said, "That's a dope Mark eighty Iron Man suit." I was gonna um, ask about that, like. I, I mean, as far as costumes in general, like, do they look good or do they look like something you get at, like, Party City? Um, all of them look good to a degree. Uh, Captain America, I would say, like, all the heroes where you can, like, actually, like, see their face, mm. they look really good. Okay. Um, Spider-Man, I'll have to see in person. Yeah. Black Panther, same thing. I feel like the mask is a little bit too big, proportionate to the body. Okay. But that could maybe just be the actor underneath. Um, the Iron Man suit looks cool, but if you look too closely at it, you realize it's just kind of a onesie with a bunch of different, like, metal 
pieces strapped yeah. to it. You couldn't see it. I was doing quotations right there. Yeah. It's likely just plastic. <laughs> yeah. And just, just strapped to it. It's like, if you don't look too hard, it's like, yeah, that looks really cool. But, you know, then I was like, really, they pointed it out. So I'm like looking at it. I'm like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at the picture of the, like, basically all the the character lineups, and I was looking really hard at the Iron Man suit, because I'm like, they have, I mean, it's Disney, they have the potential to make this look really amazing, and I kept mm-hmm. looking at it, and I was like, oh, no, why'd they well, do Iron yeah. Man like that? I, I don't know. Well, I think, I think it's just like a kind of a, lo- a logistical thing, where it's yeah. like, yeah, they do have the capabilities of making, like, not necessarily like a screen accurate version, but like a you know accurate enough version which i think is kind of what they did but they kind of i I don't want to say cheaped out but they they made it so that the person in the suit can actually like walk around and like be in the crowds because like doing giant like characters and whatnot is nothing new to both to like disney or other theme parks because, like, you know, you got people going around as, like, Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, Buzz Lightyear, and yeah. Woody, and whatnot. It's, like, they are, like, really huge costumes, but, you know, they, they need, like, uh, cast member, like, escorts and whatnot, number one, so they don't get swarmed, and number two, so they don't trip and fall. Because those, yeah. things, those things have to be top-heavy. Yeah. Uh, but... I, I think it's just one of those things where it has to be practical so that the person can walk around the campus. Um, yeah. Uh, Anthony Mackie also showed up, and Kevin Feige referred to Anthony Mackie as "quote the real Captain America." Hey. I thought that was I thought that was neat. That's super awesome. And so he he talks a few things, and he he's carrying the uh, the the case with the shield two point that's right he is. So I'm thinking, what, what's he doing with that? And then here's what I wrote. Holy shit, Sam Wilson, Captain America. So that is yet another hero that is going to be at um, uh, Avengers Campus is going to be, well, Captain America. Yeah. Ugh. So Captain America and Captain America are going to be at Avengers Campus, which makes me also wonder if we're going to see the Winter Soldier and... Uh, John Walker or U.S. Agent, we'll have to see. I can see that. Did and you were talking about the costume. Did that one look good though? At least the um, Sam Wilson's. It did look good. The mask. Uh, I think again, this is just a thing where it's like the actor needs to be able to like turn their head and whatnot. Yeah. The 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 mask was kind of like coming off of their. F- like neck and face a little bit on the sides and i mean that's something that can be overlooked because you're only going to notice it when they're moving around and if you're getting a picture it's going to look good yeah um there didn't appear to be a wing pack but again either they just didn't have it on for this event or logistically he doesn't need it right yeah, or never... or now that I think about it, maybe I just didn't see it because on in the new suit, it's like kind of built into the suit. It's not an actual mm. pack, so I wonder if it's just there and I just didn't see it. Oh, yes, that's possible. Yeah, but like I think that 
unless they do like a special photo shoot with him which i mean they will but like unless they do that you're not going to be seeing the falcon wings yeah even in a photo shoot i think it's a bit iffy to expect the falcon wings Mm. but i wouldn't i wouldn't like say no you're definitely not going to see it because i mean it's disney they know what they're doing they know people want to see the wings so we'll see yeah and even uh, i watched a behind the scenes video uh for the falcon and winter soldier series and they were talking about how even in for the show the mask was having issues because every time he would turn his head or do it a certain way um the the like sides uh, around his like cheeks and jaw like the sides of the mask would keep like um separating from his face and making like these different like pockets and stuff like that so they had to cg that out so if there's yeah that's that's yeah. what I, yeah that's what i i saw on the costume so yeah it's probably it's probably just that it's probably just a thing where you can't get around it without visual effects so yeah it is what it is yeah for sure um and my last note here uh in true marvel fashion they had like a little end thing and it showed simu liu walking up to a shawarma cart yes. so i wrote so I wrote, quote, Shang-Chi at Avengers Campus, question mark, left ambiguous. Hmm. Um, and I'm going to guess this plays into Kevin Feige's comment of that the Avengers Campus is going to continually evolve. I'm going to guess we're going to keep seeing more and more heroes added. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's that's all my notes. Um, what do you guys think? Casey, you've been kind of silent. Uh, from what I've seen, I caught the first half of the live stream, but from what I've seen, I'm really, really, really hyped. I'm really looking forward to going there. Yeah, same here. One thing that I hope is there that they didn't really talk about, I hope that we can get that certain Marvel props can get the Galaxy's Edge treatment, like the legacy lightsabers, so that we can get, like, a good Captain America shield for a decent price. Yeah. A, a Mjolnir, a, a Stormbreaker, a Iron Man helmet, you know, because you buy that stuff on Amazon, that's going to run you up sometimes, a, like, upwards of 200 sometimes upwards of a thousand dollars and it's like yeesh i really don't have that money yeah the metal captain america shield is 1400 alone jeez yeah i'm like i mean if like i was like a like i would say if i'm like an uber nerd i would buy that but i am an uber nerd and i wouldn't buy that like i mean like i guess if like you're you're like really dedicated to cosplay maybe but i feel like even then you don't you don't buy that you just make it yourself mm. um any other thoughts on avengers campus uh, yeah i mean oh uh yeah i mean like i've been waiting around for this attraction for over like two years now you know and it feels like it's been forever since we've gotten any bit of information other than maybe 
uh, an opening date. Uh, but of course that keeps changing because of COVID and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think personally, I was thinking, I was kind of hoping it would be a little bit bigger than that. And I, I think even now I'm still hoping that like somehow, some way it expands or like goes beyond just that small confined space that they have. But I'm just glad we're getting something. And from what I've seen and heard from, um, just what's to come i'm like super excited for it yeah i think it would be cool to see avengers campus expand but i i don't think that's possible because the only ways you can expand is backwards which would expand into the guardians of the galaxy mission breakout ride which Mm. you can't do right expand to the right into cars land which you can't do right expand forward which would expand into grizzly bear run which say with me now you can't (laughs) can't do do. (laughs) or you expand to the left which i think of all of them i guess is the most likely but it won't happen because it'll expand into uh like main street or whatever and that's like Mm -hmm. where that statue of um Walt Disney is yeah. and whatnot, so that's not going to happen either. It's kind of locked in place, and they can't like just buy additional land because California Adventure is like right on the street. Like you can be on the sidewalk and just to your left. Oh, look! There's Tower of Terror or Mission Breakout now. So it's like you can't really expand. I was actually surprised they were able to expand for galaxy's edge which is when i learned they didn't expand that area used to be a wild west area yeah. and to that i say kind of wish i knew that that was a thing and got to see it but then i did more digging and i was like oh okay well yeah yeah so we've spent a lot of time on this <laughs> let's spend that. a lot more <laughs> let's spend a lot more time talking about more marvel stuff yeah Let's get into our general discussion. Let's talk some Loki theories. Yes. The show's coming up in a week. Um, actually, exactly a week from upload. Mm. Assuming I get this out on Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Or technically yesterday was. A day from upload. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. A, a day before... Uh, six days after upload there we go assuming that i get this up on thursday (laughs) the days just kind of blur together now um (laughs) so what are your guys' theories what you think casey (laughs) Uh, I don't really have any theories, but I will say out of all the Disney Plus shows, this one is the most likely to get more than one season. Hmm. I agree. You see, with uh, with WandaVision, that was setting up for uh, Doctor mm-hmm. Strange 2, with Falcon and the Winter Soldier setting up for Captain America 4, Loki's dead, mm. so this is just a different version yep. cooling around the multiverse. So Now, they have... They have said that Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or now Captain America and the Winter Soldier, uh, could potentially get a second season. 
but I don't think it needs that. But yeah, I see your point. Loki most likely could, I, I won't say most likely, but is in a position to get a second yeah, season. Yeah, definitely has the most potential. Hmm. Yeah, I think my biggest question is if it does go into a second season, um, because I guess my, my immediate thought is like he's going to do what he needs to do and stop the threat and whatever. And once that's over, like, does he go back to his original timeline or does he just keep with the TVA and work for them now? I didn't even think about him staying with the TVA. I had the theory that he's going to end up back in the 616 timeline, which is our timeline. Yeah, that Um, makes sense. I could see that happening. Um, I've, I've talked about this theory before, not on the podcast, but to just you guys and that, and I, I hold this theory pretty strongly, but loosely enough to where i can just let it go and just be whatever but i think black widow is going to show up in this show okay because there's there's a shot in both of the trailers like the full trailers um of them like they're like in a quarry or whatever and it's like purple or whatever Mm. and there's a woman sitting on a rock that has the same length hair that Scarlett Johansson had in The Avengers, which is the last movie that Loki would have seen her in. Mm. That this Loki would have seen her in. And she has like a similar weapon, like a baton stick or whatever, and it's like I could see her showing up, especially seeing as though she was the one Avenger that like kind of um like affected him the most. Mm. Like all the others just kind of beat him up, but she came in there with like the freaking like mental stuff like she was like playing him and mm-hmm. like trying to figure out his plan and he wasn't expecting that. yeah but mm-hmm. also so I... that was one scene that's that was her job she's a spy and it didn't really seem to affect him that much he kind of just brushed it off after okay whatever that happened right but i would argue that it actually did affect him quite a bit because loki is the god of mischief and trickery how do you think he feels about getting tricked i'd imagine not good but not bad enough to hold a grudge i didn't say a grudge i'd i said that she's probably the most memorable to him because he she beat him at his own game sorry folks for that casey had some technical difficulties uh he'll be back in just a second uh, so Jonah, what were you saying? I was just gonna say, did you? I mean, have you heard the theory about that? That is Lady Loki, and just all the different things about, um, you know, uh, Lady Lady Loki's role in the in the uh, in the series as kind of the main antagonist, and that's kind of the hooded figure that you keep seeing everywhere, but not really knowing who it is. Hmm. I have not heard that theory. That's that's interesting, and I. Yeah, I mean, we don't ever see their face, so yeah, I'm just kind of just judging based off like looks. So it could really be whatever. Again, it's a theory where it's like I don't like put too much like weight into it, and if it just ends up not being true, then whatever. Yeah, 
I mean, honestly, like if if this somehow some way sets up the the path for Black Widow to come back to the MCU, you know, like kind of a, a revival of her character, I'm totally on board with it. I don't know how real that is, but if if that is mm-hmm. what ends up happening, I'm totally on board. Yep. But. Um. One theory that I have that I think the trailer kind of supports is that so so uh, our Loki um, is like 616 Loki. He didn't just be good overnight, even up to like Thor Ragnarok. It's, yeah, his allegiance was really kind of on edge, but you saw him like kind of grow and learn and evolve as a character. This Loki is still a villain. Yeah. He's still evil. Um, So my guess is that what happens is eventually he kind of starts to like have a change of heart and lean more towards how we know Loki now as a Mm. character. And this is going to happen by him traveling to various timelines where he got what he wanted. Like he gets to be king of Asgard Mm. or... um, his invasion of earth succeeds and he gets to be ruler of earth and whatnot. And he realizes that these timelines are all terrible. Yeah. They all suck. And And he's like, huh, maybe I'm the bad guy. Yeah. And that all makes sense too. Cause if you, I mean, if you look at all the, the trailers, like you definitely see a scene where, um, he's sitting at the throne of Asgard Mm -hmm. Um, you see the scene where he, you know, he's in a like a post-apocalyptic uh, New York, um, and you also see the scene where he's president, and then all of a sudden, all of, all of his men turn on him too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder. I I feel like there is some validity to that. That would actually be kind of a cool storyline to look at of like the fact of him getting everything he wanted, and still it like it uh. It actually didn't turn out to be what he wanted it to be and then becomes good because you're mm-hmm. absolutely right like where we're picking up with in this loki with this loki is like he's fresh off the the attack on new york like there has been no character development and all the character development that we've seen in him is kind of taken away back to where he's in that villainous state so mm-hmm. it'd be yeah, kind of but... cool to see that growth again yeah, this is Loki two movies in, you know, he hasn't, his mom hasn't died, his dad hasn't died, Yeah, he hasn't lost his home, and he, that's actually kind of, he hasn't, like, reconciled with Thor, so. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I just thought of, but that destroyed uh, New York that we see, it just kind of hit me that it's very, did you ever like actually read the age of ultron comic i did yeah yeah it kind of reminds me of that yeah because like in in that ultron like just freaking wins like yeah. he decimates new york mm-hmm. and so it kind of reminds me of that maybe we'll get to be seeing some of that i don't know i really hope so like that's that when i heard that they were doing an age of ultron uh storyline for the second avengers movie that's like Mm -hmm. like that image of what new york looked like and like the kind of reign of ultron on planet earth was kind of what i imagined uh, i mean immediately i understand why it probably couldn't have been done because you have to rebuild Mm -hmm. from there but 
Um, and like the Age of Ultron comic, like the main crutch of it is time travel and going back and mm. fixing your mistakes and whatnot. And obviously, uh, you know, I guess they could have done that during, like they could have gone that way for Age of Ultron, but I think it would have taken away from what Endgame would eventually yeah. do. Um, yeah. So it was a, I, it was a good call not to follow the comic on that, but I do remember like seeking out that comic before um, the movie came out and reading it and thinking, "Wow, this mm. movie is gonna freaking be off the hook." Yeah. And then watching it and being like, "Okay, that yeah. was okay." I've since come around and I actually like Age of Ultron a lot more than I initially did. I still think it the weakest of the avengers movies but literally yeah but i mean look if you know if you have to be at the bottom of any list that's an okay list to be at the bottom of exactly yeah because even then like it's it's not it's really not that terrible of a movie it's i don't think it's my favorite by any stretch of the imagination but i i think it's it's definitely it has its its qualities that make it good um Oh, and uh, when you look at that scene in the Loki trailer with the uh, Avengers Tower in the background, it's the Avengers Tower. Um, mm-hmm. There is a distinction between the Stark Tower that we see in Avengers, the first Avengers, and the Avengers Tower that we see in Age of Ultron. Um, so, the... Which, I mean, that's, that's pretty interesting because this Loki hasn't seen that building. Yeah, exactly. So... I wonder, I want, maybe we are actually going to be seeing like a proper Age of Ultron thing or maybe like just Thanos really just kind of just comes in and just wrecks everything or, because I mean, true. him seeing a, a Thanos future could be possible because we know he was working for Thanos. Right. Um, so we know that, um. But we'll have to see. Um, I'm interesting. I'm interested to see how the TVA works and how it'll hmm. be used in the rest of the uh, MCU. And I wonder if, because I wonder if he's going to be showing him stuff from the 616 timeline because in like the first trailer or whatever Mm. owen wilson's character is showing him holograms of his life and you see him from thor ragnarok and obviously this loki doesn't even know what is going on there Mm. because he hasn't lived that and so i wonder if he's gonna be like Look, you getting out of there really screwed up the timeline, like big time. You see how you see how the Avengers are doing it right now? They're 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 putting things back together. Yeah, that's what you and I need to be doing right now. Mm. And Loki's all like, nah. And yeah. Owen Wilson's like, wow, <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think. I feel like Loki is definitely going to be coerced into helping. He 
is not going to be helping of his own accord. Yeah. Because he, he doesn't want to. Yeah. Yeah, I think my biggest question uh, for the series is, you know, now that we're kind of heading, I mean, we're heading into like a multiverse level event with, uh, you know, multiverse of madness and no way home and all, you know, all that kind of stuff is like, what's the difference between um, a time, like a, a variance in, in the time stream and a, a multiverse, um, you know, because like, um, with the disruption of the the time stream and all these different variant timelines just branching out into everything, um, it creates different realities. But also, like, mm-hmm. is is a multiverse? Is it connected to the multiverse? Like, does it add to the multiverse um, way of thinking, or is it its own thing? You know. I never really thought about that, but I think. I think it's piggybacking off of how the ancient one explained the timeline. Yeah. Because I I think what is happening here is so Loki like kind of gets like teleport he teleports away using the stone. Mm-hmm. But the the TVA catches him like mid teleport or whatever. Hmm. And is like, dude, by doing that, you just really screwed up everything because you just yeah you just mess with the space stone and taking it somewhere where it should not be right so you fracture the timeline we need to fix this and so i'm guessing i'm guessing the general idea is that for the first few episodes they're going to be going to different timelines and and tracking it back to the fracture and fixing it hmm but Loki's gonna do what Loki does, and he gets out of that. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, I have access to the timeline. Let's do, let's do something about yeah. this. Let's have fun." And so, um, because there's the one scene where he's on, he's on the plane, and then he jumps out with the money bags and whatnot. Yeah, and I think the implication there is that he's DB Cooper. Yep, who famously you know got a bunch of money took off on a plane jumped out of the plane and was never seen again mm. ever um so i think that's the implication there and also um you know as i mentioned before he goes to these different timelines where he won hmm. and it just sucks yeah um yeah and i think too um a lot of people have theorized this and i i think it it holds some sort of weight but i think we're gonna see different versions of loki um you know like the the lady loki that i was talking about earlier Mm -hmm. um they uh added to the cast uh a like a a teenage uh teenage guy uh character um, who has kind of the same facial facial features as like the Loki we imagine in like the comics, but also Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'll be Kid Loki, and then they put on Richard Grant too. And some people are theorizing that there's like a like an alternate version of Loki that's like the one we imagine when we think of like the actual Norse mythology, um, and he's like truly, truly evil. 
um and some of these different versions of loki aren't that evil they actually like most of them like kid loki for example um he works with the young avengers um to kind of right his wrongs um Mm because he's kind of reincarnated as a kid and then works to actually fix what he's done instead of add to the you know trickery of it all um but i think I, i think as we discover different timelines in that we'll discover different versions of loki um and maybe because there's there is an actress that's attached and and she's been spotted on this set wearing costumes that are very very similar to loki's um which is why everybody thinks she's late lady loki um and that's kind of i think that's who's being teased as the main villain i just don't understand the motive necessarily behind why she's doing what she's doing if that's her role you know yeah i've never really thought of anyone else being like the main but i assumed that the main villain would be like the tva just as a whole yeah um but yeah i think much like with uh like i much like with WandaVision, it doesn't matter what you think. At the end, there's just going to be a big fight, and it, it'll it be a Marvel thing. Basically. Uh, I mean, a lot of people have given WandaVision flack for that, but I mean, if you didn't see that coming, were you really paying attention? Right, exactly. Like... Uh- I mean, I I will say that that fight is probably the weakest part of the show. Yeah. But it, like, it never really, like, took me out of the show. Yeah. I wasn't like, oh, well, this sucks because this, is this isn't what I was expecting. <laughs> right. But no, I mean, this is exactly what I was expecting. Yeah. But dude, that, that costume reveal at the, like, close mm-hmm. to the end, that's gotta be, like, I think kind of how we were talking about like how disney stepping up their game as far as their attractions and stuff like that like i feel like marvel is really 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 hitting their strides as far as costume design mm-hmm. goes like um scarlet witch and uh you know falcon's new um captain america costume mm-hmm. um really like i'm really impressed with what they're coming out with um you know and not that they've done bad with costume designs yeah, in the no. past but it's uh they're definitely like i've like i've never been as excited for a superhero costume than these past disney plus shows that have come out um uh, one thing i i will say that i'm almost definitely like i'm almost certain will happen is um what you know with the tva involved in their role with um king the conqueror like this i think this whole series is going to set up king the conqueror i wouldn't be surprised if king made an appearance regardless of it's big of if it's big or small because they've already casted the guy and he's Mm -hmm. already going to be the main villain of ant-man wasp i feel like if i even at the very end they do like a thanos type uh end credit scene with king i would Mm -hmm. not i would not be surprised about that at all yeah I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either, but much like Mephisto, I'm not going to be like, oh man, here comes yeah. King Conqueror. I'm yeah. not going to be like, that's, if it happens, cool. If yeah. it doesn't, then I guess I'll just wait till Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. 
Yeah. And speaking um, of which, uh, in the very first trailer, I'm look. I was on that Mephisto train the whole time. I was watching <laughs> uh, One Division, and it didn't happen. I was like, dang it. But I'm like, I don't mean to get back on the horse, but at the same time, in the very first trailer, when uh, the Owen Wilson's character is uh, making an exchange with like a little girl, you can very, very, very clearly see Mephisto in like a like a stained glass mm-hmm. uh, portrait behind them. It's yeah. like super evident. So I'm not like I'm not trying to bring back Mephisto, but at the mm-hmm. same time, like. Look, I mean, at at this point, Mephisto is like the Phase Four joke. Like, yeah, yeah. Everyone's basically. gonna be like, everyone's gonna be like, yo, yo, that that thing over there is red. Mephisto confirmed. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I'm I'm on board for it. I think I think it's a funny joke. I think I think it goes to show that maybe some people put too much stock into theories. But yeah. Regardless, it's still fun. Yeah. Oh. Uh, one thing that I think will happen is that we'll see a more real version of the Living Tribunal. Okay. Instead of like the just the staff of the Living, like in in the comics, the Living Tribunal is like a freaking giant Oscar award with three faces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think we're gonna see that, but it wouldn't surprise me if like. Because, you know, at the TVA, there's those three big statues. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if, like, because he's, because, like, Loki is in, like, a council meeting or whatever. With yeah. Him, like, getting charged with something. So it would not be surprised if, if the people on that council call themselves the Living Tribunal. Mm. Oh. I think it's very possible. Or, or that, like, the TVA was founded by the Living Tribunal or yeah. something like that. I yeah. it's very possible. Yeah. And honestly, that'd be that'd be kind of a cool way to do it. It wouldn't like I think like it wouldn't be like the Galactus version in uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Like it would actually be a cool version of the Living Tribunal. You know, um, the the faces in the background though are um, they're like they're a part of this race of beings and they only made there were only three of them um but one of them was king the conqueror and they were in charge of um making sure the timelines were secure and everything like that um but honestly like i i feel like i really like as as little as i know about the living tribunal i really want to see them hit the mcu and i i feel like loki could be the place to introduce Mm -hmm. them but yeah there's a there's a lot of things I want to see in the MCU. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're getting the Fantastic Four, so I don't have to wish like X Men. I want to see that. Yep. Um, I really, um, I really, really, really want to see like a proper version of Galactus. Mm-hmm. Super badly. Yeah, like give me the giant purple helmet. Exactly. Don't give me no silver surfer, silver surfer space cloud. Nah. <laughs> exactly. I want a giant person in a blue and purple outfit to eat Earth. Yep. That's what I want. Yeah. Is that too much to ask for? Yeah. Exactly. Maybe. But I don't care. That's what I want. Is it practical? Um, no. But I still want to see it. <laughs> I want to see the Defenders in yes. the MCU yep. proper. 
especially but, daredevil yes i was gonna yeah if i had to only choose one it would be daredevil yeah but i think it's only fair to like bring them all in like in order of the ones i want to see the most be brought in i want daredevils at the top mm-hmm. punisher right below that okay I think Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are kind of tied. I like both characters about equal for mm. very different reasons, but and then I would put Iron Fist there. Um, and he's probably actually a little bit lower now since we're getting Shang-Chi. And That's they're, true. They're similar enough. So I think it'd be weird to be like, hey, here's Shang-Chi who does fighting and magic stuff. And it's like, oh, cool yeah and it's like here's iron fist he does fighting and magic stuff I'm like, yeah. oh. oh well didn't didn't we just do that yeah and it's like yeah but this one's white and it's like oh <laughs> okay well i mean that's that's neat but we just did we just did that yeah and then they're bringing blade in and he's like he can do fighting and magic stuff and it's like okay he's... i think i've i'm, I'm done <laughs> all right but, but, but wait but wait he's a vampire <laughs> it's like oh, oh okay <laughs> i got you and he can go out in the sun. Oh. oh. Wait, so vampires exist in the MCU? Oh. oh okay. Maybe Korg had a point about stepping yeah, free. Yeah, him. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I I'm I I think with the Disney Plus shows that Marvel's I mean any I mean any Disney Plus show, but like the Marvel Disney Plus shows, I did not like I don't know why I just did not have high expectations for, for them when I first heard about it, um, but actually watching like WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, like it's getting me hyped for Moon Knight, for Miss Marvel, for um, the Secret Invasions one, uh, you know all these different storylines that we probably would have never seen, um, brought to actual like movie 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 like theater film mm-hmm. um now we get to see on the small screen and yet it doesn't lose its quality and i right. love that i love that so much unfortunately the trade-off is eight minute credits every episode that's true that is very true take like what I, you can get um yeah. i wouldn't say i didn't have high expectations but i would i i think going in i was like if they don't meet the standards of the movies, I'll be like, okay, it's TV. It's a different medium. I understand if it doesn't like reach the highest highs that like the Winter Soldier set. That's true. And so far, I still don't think either of them have like reached that peak. Mm. But both WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier are definitely better than some mcu movies yeah very true both of them most definitely better than at the very least incredible hulk yes we can all we can all agree on that Mm -hmm. one um yeah and what i've loved about it too is like they're introducing um new concepts to the mcu like um never would have imagined we'd see well i mean maybe not never but they're introducing concepts like the multiverse and um, different versions of characters and even like the mundane parts of superhero dumb. Like um, as uh, when I first saw the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier where they're talking about, you know, 
um, the bank bank statements and stuff like that. Like at first, I was like, "Why are why are we watching this?" But at the same time, it's like, no, we're actually seeing like the lives of superheroes and how mm-hmm. like their day to day life goes and what they have to struggle with um, beyond like the Ultrons and the Loki's of the world. Like we get to see, um, like their life and it's it's really cool like it's really cool mm-hmm. what they're what they're showing so um, yeah but yeah super awesome mm-hmm. I'm yeah I don't think I really have anything else to add um, uh, and I think Unfortunately, I think Casey's technical difficulties are still persisting. Yeah. Um, so that's unfortunate. Um, do you have anything else to add? I'm. Uh, I th- pretty much all my theories. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I want to back up yours as far as saying that um, he'll make it to the six one. Uh, 616 timeline um, especially because I, I can't remember if I heard this or not but I, I believe uh, Tom Hiddleston was supposed to return in Thor Love and Thunder um, oh and f- which oh I completely forgot to mention this in the news uh, Thor Love and Thunder wrapped yesterday oh yeah it wrapped filming yeah yeah um, man I completely forgot about that yeah uh, so Sorry, folks, for making you wait for so long for that piece of news. But yeah, Chris Hemsworth announced that on his Instagram uh, yesterday with a picture of him in, I would assume, his costume for the movie and Taika Waititi in full mocap. So hmm. hooray for the return of Korg. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I heard that I don't. I don't remember if I read that Tom Hiddleston was spotted on the set of uh, Thor Love and Thunder, but then again, um, I don't, even if he was, I don't necessarily think you can take that as like a 100% because in Infinity War, they had Michael Rooker come in with full Yondu costume and makeup just so that people would be like, oh, so he doesn't die in Guardians 2. Well, hey, wait a minute. And he's dead. Yeah. Spoiler alert for that movie that came out in 2017. Yeah. Or 16. I think it was, I think it was six. No, it was 17. It was 17. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy the, the extents Marvel goes to, to keep secrets. Mm -hmm. It's awesome, but yeah, I mean like infinity war, like half that trailer just doesn't show up. Yeah, exactly. Which I mean, still an amazing trailer. Oh, a hundred percent yeah um but here you know looking at the past and how they've kept their secrets pretty well under wraps like kind of gives me hope for no way home that we'll see like a uh toby Maguire, andrew garfield tom holland team up mm-hmm. against the a multiverse sinister six. Oh, i'm so hoping for that but yeah i i think that would be really cool to see but to be completely honest personally I just, I feel like I just can't put my, like, full trust in that theory. Yeah. I just feel like there's just something there where it's like, 
No, this it's it's like a too good to be true type situation. Yeah. But if it does happen, holy crap, that's going to be cool. Yeah. And at least we'll be getting like Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina mm-hmm. back. Um, cause they, especially Alfred Molina did such a good job as Doc Ock. Right. So I'm excited. And I think, I think Jamie Foxx did pretty good as Electro. I, I think that yeah. version of Electro maybe isn't the best, but I think with the material that he was given, it was pretty good. It yeah. Good performance. Really good. Yeah. And Hugh, when he's coming back, he, he won't have the the blue anymore. So it would be really right. awesome to see him in a more iconic version of, uh, or, you know, costume of his character. So, Well, I think that might be a wrap. Unless, mm-hmm. one last time, Casey, you there? Ah, uh, uh, okay. Okay. Yep. Unfortunately, uh, he is not. So I think that'll be a wrap for our theories. Um, so this part of the podcast would normally be where we do a Q and A, but once again, we have received no questions and thus cannot give any answers to those questions. So please, we beg you. Please leave us some questions. We love them. It's really fun to interact with you, the audience. Uh, I know we answered one of Jonah's questions here. Apparently, uh, just going to let the cat out the bag. Apparently, he was not satisfied with our answer. (laughs) I'm sorry, Jonah. The Flash would beat Green Lantern in a fight. This is not up for debate. Uh, Let's agree to disagree. Okay. (laughs) I mean, you can agree to disagree. You know, we all know who's right. It's the people running the podcast right? <laughs> everyone knows you listen to everything people say on the internet yeah no matter yeah. what i guess mm-hmm. if i disagree my whole section of this podcast is probably going to get cut out so mm, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh but yes please send in your uh questions uh you can you know send them into us via uh, our instagram page or our twitter page um and that is it because uh, if you did not hear uh, last episode, uh, we did uh, decide to shut down the YouTube mm. uh, portion of our podcast. Unfortunately, we were we weren't seeing the engagement we were hoping to, so we decided to instead of diversify, we decided to condense and put all our effort into one thing, and this is it. Um, so yeah. With that being said, I've been your host, Andrew. And I'm Jonah. Yep. And uh, just imagine Casey saying something like, what up? (laughs) That's that's what he sounds like. In true Casey Uh, fashion. Yep. Uh, So with that being said, have a good time, y'all. See ya.